Yeah. Actually, I what I was told was it's people 65 and over after that. And I guess I fit that crew, too. <laughs> you don't like it. You don't like it. Um, yeah. No, I want you to get the vaccine. You and Paul McCartney, I want you both vaccinated. <laughs> well, I, I think you should get it. You're a treasure. <laughs> I'm a real treasure. No, I don't need it because I'm never leaving my house anyway. So what's what, why waste it on me? Well, you know, I haven't been tested once. I've never done anything that required me or even put me in any kind of a situation right. where I would uh, require a test. It's too bad you can't get the vaccine the same way you get the coronavirus. Like, you should just have someone sneeze on you with the virus in their mouth. Yeah, mouth. after you get the shot, you just sneeze on me, and then I'll right. get the, the vaccine. Yeah, and then we spread it just like the coronavirus. <laughs> would be awesome. Or, or just give me a spray that will spray onto me. Well, uh, one of these days they'll probably get there. You know, they have that nasal spray for the flu, and I don't right. know how that works because I don't hear much about it. What's the general uh, vibe on people's reaction to the vaccine? Are they having difficulty? Uh, basically, they've only said that, you know, you might get like those flu-like symptoms, you know, where you get the body aches and pains and, mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. People could be out for one or two days. That's why they want to stagger giving it to medical people who are working in coronavirus situations because they can't lose their whole staff at once. So you can't inoculate right. everybody at the same time. Yeah, I don't do it. Like Beth goes crazy when I get vaccinated. She goes, oh, really? I, just know, I just know the next couple of days are going to be miserable. And of course, I always get a reaction. Of course, of course. You know, well, I uh, said to somebody the other day because they were like, oh, I don't think I'm going to take it, blah, blah, blah. I said, do you know how many vaccines I've taken in my life? Right. I had and to have it... vaccines when uh, I was a kid and I had to have vaccines when I was a nurse. I've traveled abroad to strange places. I've had vaccines. Take yeah. a vaccine. I've had friends who tell me they're not going to take the vaccine. And if I introduce you to these friends, the, every one of these dirt bags has injected shit into their body. Oh, yeah. They're smoked. all drug addicts, right? Yeah. You know, but they're now they're worried. I go, worried? You motherfucker. I, I knew you in high school. You were fucking wrecked. You, 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 you would take a, we would take a peyote and, and squeeze it into a, uh, into a pill and swallow it with, 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 with stalks. I some once in in college, somebody offered me a capsule with something in it, and they had tape around the capsule. People were no. taking that. I've taken that. So <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, yeah, I read something in the New York Times that uh, they did a study that a quarter of Americans say they probably or definitely won't take a vaccine, but they've got to. And, you know, if they want to get us all back to normal, they'll get over it once they see people are fine. Right. You know, they're just yeah. I, I recognized at a certain point that I am surrounded by cowards. You know, like the most of the world is is just they they aren't going to be the first to do anything. They're not going to step out on a limb and have it possibly break off. There are lots of brave people, but mostly people are waiting for you to go do something before and see if it's OK. This is Mildred, a 90-year-old woman on the phone, says she is the first woman to get the vaccine and wants to tell me what it's like. How was it okay. for you, Mildred? Hi. So, Howard, <laughs> I, yeah. I got the I got the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah. It had a really long needle, so they stuck it up my cunt. Oh, boy. <laughs> and it was ice cold because they have to deep freeze it. And then... I got the I got the Moderna vaccine, 
and they stuck it up my asshole. So I had one up my cunt and one up my asshole. <laughs> and I feel so immune. I feel so immune. <laughs> and then I right. got the AstraZeneca vaccine. Oh, my and goodness. And they squirted it all over my bifocals. And it was so, <laughs> it was so wonderful. You and know what's I weird? Took a bat. I mean, yeah. Mildred, what's weird is that, like, you don't meet yeah. many 90 year old women who use the word cunt. You know what I mean? <laughs> they usually say, like, vagina. So you're yeah. very unusual. Yeah, you're very health I, conscious, though. I well, she's using the medical term. I also, <laughs> yeah. I also call my asshole my sip pipe. But getting yeah. back to the vaccine, then I had the Oxford vaccine. That's by AstraZeneca. All right, enough of this. Okay, oh, we get it. Oh, my God. Right. She's taking every vaccine. Could you leave some for somebody else? Hey, Ben. Ben is in Pennsylvania. Good morning. Hey, now. Howard, Good morning. What a fun interview that was. Hey, now. That was a great interview. You, you got to tell me, Howard. I, I know you just recently renewed, and we're all excited about that, but you can't say, as long as you're physically and mentally able to do it, you would not miss doing those type of interviews. Oh, no. I, I, uh, I would uh, not miss it at all. I, I find that is the most pressure. I was up... Uh, I don't know, a couple hours last night on the phone to John Hine. I mean, my whole night was uh, obsessing over Paul, what I wanted to ask him. Um, I was reading. I was listening to music. I mean, I put myself through the ringer. So I I don't, I mean, I love, I mean, I, I've said this a I million times. I mean, but times. could you just chat with a guy like Paul if you No, I couldn't. Doing I mean, no, I'm not good at, I'm not good. You know, there are several people that I get on the phone with every once in a while who are very famous. And no, I'm completely uncomfortable just chatting with them. I feel it's intrusive. It's uh, none of my business. I, I'm fe I feel very uncomfortable asking people questions off the air. But if you put me on a microphone with somebody, I'm a completely different human Yeah, being. but you wouldn't have to ask him questions. A chat is not grilling somebody. I don't know, no, I don't know how to chat. I do not know how to chat. Yeah. I'm not going to embarrass some people that I've recently spoken to on the phone, but I am so uh, uptight talking to anyone <laughs> other than on the radio. On the radio, I'm fine. But um, no, I, I listen, I'm happy to be back for um, for as many years as I can uh, do this. I like being with you guys, but uh, it's still a job for me. I still want to do a good job. I want to, you know, I want you guys to be entertained. So it's all pressure. It's not like just having a conversation. A lot of thoughts. Which you well, obviously just said you can't do anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can't just have yeah, a I conversation. Just say it sounds so natural. Yeah. I mean, well, you, it is. It does sound like you, even though you say it, it does sound like it. So that's why we enjoy it. Like I said, it's like, it's like sometimes I feel like when I'm listening to you do the interview, it's like I get a chance to sit and have the conversation that I would want to have with a Paul McCartney, which I'll never in my life get. You get to do it for us. So you do a great job with it, Howard. I, I love and it. And I also find, Ben, that most people, like a Paul McCartney, they really don't want to hang around with me. I was reading somewhere that um, Paul has a, a yoga group with Alec Baldwin and Lorne Michaels out by where I live. Uh -huh. And they, they get together and do yoga. And Paul says, in the, the interview I read, Paul said, it's horrible. I mean, they're all bad at it. And not Paul, but the other, <laughs> these other guys. But I think they go because they want to hang out with Paul McCartney. Of now, course. Yeah, yeah, they don't even care about yoga. Yeah, I mean, and I know those guys. They could they could easily invite me. If you notice, they don't. You know, I mean, uh, nobody really wants to hang out with me. So, it, you know, it would all be so awkward. But uh, to talk to Paul on the radio is so great. It's uh, it, it is great. It's a great honor. 
but uh, it is cool. it is pressure. You know what I mean? It's pressure, Ben. Well, yeah. Right. Can, I, can I ask you one more thing? Sure. Because um, I know you're always like when you did the Lennon thing last week, and the other thing I love about when you do the music stuff, because like I said, you're you're a music fan, you're good with it, and you always have like these little trivia things. So just kind of keep it in line with uh, McCartney and the Beatles. Like, did you know that in in the song Hey Jude? That at like the two fifty mark, that they, either it's John or Paul drops the f bomb, and it's right in the song, but nobody ever really hears it. I didn't know that, but there's a million things you could clear up with Paul about all these songs. But you know, again, you only get so much time with them. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a yeah, million listen, stories listen like that. Three mark. Listen to the all right, like get mark, out that song it. and put it at the two fifty three mark. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> yes, Ben. No, no, thank no, you. Nah. I mean, I, all right, all right, okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, there's a million stories about all these songs. Yes. You know, like you said, it'd be great to go through line by line and just ask him about each, you know, some of the poetry of these songs. But, you know, what are you going to do? You know who uh, wants to comment uh, and is very excited, going wild, actually, over the Paul who? McCartney interview is Yoko Ono's on our phone. She's never really oh. uh, called in. Yes, Yoko, what do you want to say? <laughs> yeah, she loved it. When she screams like that, it means she liked it. Thank you. What yeah. a reaction. You don't get that every day. Thank you, Yoko. Yes, I enjoyed speaking to Paul as well. It's always... <laughs> yeah, yes. All right. Well, thank you for that reaction. I assume that's a good reaction. Yeah. Okay, Yoko. Now, that's too much praise. <laughs> No, that wasn't praise. That was she dropped a rock on her foot by accident. Oh. Very upset about it. Right, Yoko? <laughs> yeah, there she goes. Uh, oh, that's praise. Oh, okay. <laughs> the thing that sounds like a siren. The thing that sounds like a siren, yes. Uh, somebody who is inspired by Yoko in her uh, speech is uh, Marianne from Brooklyn. A lot of people want to know ah. where Marianne's screaming comes from. It's uh, She's a Yoko fan, actually. I, right, Marianne? That's right now, Howard. The Paul McCartney interview is the, the warmest feeling in the world. The best feeling gets better every time he's on. He's so humble and talented. And I think, Robin, you're going to be dreaming about Paul, and I'm going to be dreaming about Howard and Paul. And Howard, <laughs> I saw him in with she's Wings with Linda. I saw him at Paul. I, I was about to ask Paul. Yes. Yeah, I was about to ask Paul if he would mind uh, making a mold of his penis so he could stick it in Ronnie's ass. But I, <laughs> I ran out of time. That was the, the problem. only thing uh, he hasn't done. Yeah, I know Ronnie would have considered it a, a, a huge honor, a huge honor. I know. That. I'm sure he would do it. And and Howard, I spoke to him in 2001 on your show after yes. September 11th. You gave me the honor. And Robin, I also saw him in Barclays, and oh, holy man, shit! Wasn't that he great? Yeah. Marianne, do you do you ever have actual sex dreams? I'm curious, like where you you orgasm. Do you ever have that? No, that I don't have. It's funny you should ask me because Robin, I thought about that last night. I said, "How the hell does she do that?" I have so <laughs> many things on my mind that I gotta. I, I couldn't do it that way, Robin. All I just right, couldn't do it enough. that way. Not in your but, mind. Well, you do have right, to you, clear Marianne. your yes. mind. You do have right. to clear your mind. All right, I hung up on her. But, you know, <laughs> it was good, but it's enough. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I was going to uh, talk to you about Cameo. We didn't even get to it. but I know. 
Yes. Do you want to give Just I'm a Drunk a moment? To, to delve into Cameo. Well, I mean it. I mean, we have time. There's tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, I'm right. fascinated with the whole Cameo thing. Right. Let me just get this here. I'll tell you, I'll give you a couple of bullet points. How's that? Okay. These are all my Paul McCartney notes that I never looked at. And and now you have to put those back because there's still some yeah. things you want to return to. Everything on those 30 sheets I didn't even get to. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, I really didn't. Crazy. Yeah. Here, let me finish. Uh, oh, and also I wanted to finish the... Um, Fan feedback. We got a lot of letters. Right. Yes. Yeah. What did the fans? Uh, what else did the fans talk about? Well, most of it was about Ronnie being a, bo- a power bottom and how to <laughs> get things in his ass. Also, uh, Robin, uh, you mentioned how you you are sexually attracted to Alex Pettifer. Yes. You revealed that he is your dream man. I, I went online actually to look him up. Very nice looking guy. I told you he. If, uh, you call that just nice looking. I call that extraordinary. <laughs> The, the polar opposite of me. Uh, I love Alex Pettifer and I love Robin. Too bad he just married model Tony Garn. He would have been perfect for you, Robin. Perfect He's in your probably quarantine. miserable because she's the wrong girl for him. Right. Robin Alex Pettifer was also in Fifty Shades of Grey. I have two words to describe him. Oh my. You yeah. Well, I will never see him in Fifty Shades of Grey because I will not go near any of that product. This person says you two would make a great power couple, you and Alex Pettifer. Good for you, of Robin. Of course we would. Yes, and uh, it turns out that Robin has had her sights on Alex Pettifer for a while. Here's a clip of Robin asking Channing Tatum when he was on our show. Channing Tatum about Right, Alex everybody's doing... crazy about him, but I'm like, no, what about that guy you were working with? <laughs> right. Uh, where is that clip? Oh, here it is. This is you asking Channing Tatum about Alex Pettifer. I, I, I think McConaughey has fought so long and hard to get, get out of credibility. Yeah, yeah, get out of the yeah. shirt off, yeah. shirt yeah. off guy. I just get it. I go, I go. Yeah, why not? Why not do that unless for a billion dollars? And he, you know, we couldn't afford that. You know. In, well, in what the, about Alex Pettifer? Alex's storyline didn't fit because we didn't yeah. we didn't basically have the uh, we didn't have Cody's character anymore. So why? The, but the whole all over the internet is that you guys are feuding. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I wouldn't uh, feud with Alex. Yeah. There'd, there'd be no point. There's <laughs> <laughs> no point in feuds. Yeah. Why is there no Alex Pettifer? <laughs> well, look at you. It's an interrogation you're conducting over there. <laughs> How dare yeah. you cut him out of your movie? Uh, by the way, J.D., yes, young J.D. got um, excellent feedback on his imp- impression of Alex Pettifer when he called in and descri- <laughs> disguised his voice. J.D. Harmeyer's Alex Pettifer was the greatest impression in the history of radio. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard, I shot Red Bull out of my nose and onto my computer screen. Move over, Sour Shoes. There's a new voice master in town. Good for you, J.D. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people loved it. High praise. High <laughs> praise, which is hard to get around here. <laughs> um, yeah, the only thing I wanted to say about Cameo, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it just because we're, you know, it's getting late in the show. But here's an interesting fact. What you really you know, want to say is it should be banned, but go on. <laughs> no, I mean, look, 
I, I, you know me, I, I don't know about a lot of this stuff, but it just seems kind of, it's like going to a convention and somebody selling you their autograph. I don't know. I think there's certain things that are in show business that you like to avoid, like making personal messages for people in the audience and charging them all kinds of money. Yeah. Like I, I find it embarrassing, but here's what I did find out. And these are just a couple of facts. The top earner on Cameo in 2020, this is going to shock you because I didn't even know this guy. Okay. Maybe you do or maybe you don't. He's a minor star from The Office, the TV show The Office. Did you watch that? Not not a lot. The guy's name is Brian Baumgartner. Yeah, definitely don't know him. Yeah, he made a million dollars on Cameo in 2020. So What? You know, yeah, that, that ain't no small change. How much does he charge? Here's, I'll give you the facts. This is what the guy looks like, too. This is, he's kind of like a goofy looking dude and like me. Oh, that guy. Okay. <laughs> that <yeah>. guy, yeah. <laughs> um, Brian played Kevin on the series. He was kind of a heavy set guy in the background who got more lines and more story the longer the show went on. I guess it caught on. Yeah. And um, he charges, believe it or not, $195 to do one cameo message. So doing the math, and I didn't do this math. We have we have hire people for that. <laughs> to make a million dollars, you'd need to do 14 messages a day every single day. And that's before Cameo takes their cut. And you mean every single day, like seven days a week. Uh, yeah, I guess. Again, I didn't do the math. It's not that I couldn't, <laughs> but who wants to be here all day? Well, you, you know, yeah. you farm that stuff out. You can't wait to yeah. on that. Uh, oh. Cameo now has a Legends section of their website. Brian is on it. Legend meaning legendary on Cameo. Okay. And guess who else is on it? Who? High Pitch Eric and Michael Rappaport, who calls in regularly. Wow. Um, and what do you have to do to reach the level of legend? I guess you have to do a certain amount of business. So high pitch is actually in, you know, high pitch is making real money high on there. Pitch is, is he still getting public assistance? Uh, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Who knows what he's up to? If he's making that much money on cameo. I feel like this guy from the office, you see, he's like the perfect celebrity for cameo because I don't fault him for being on cameo. Right, like right. he was like some guy who was in the background. So. The, you know, I don't have, you know, it's debatable how much celebrity he has. So it's kind of cool that uh, I'm okay with that. He for some found reason. a way to supplement his income. But when I see a rich person like, um, well, I don't know. Who did we see? I don't mean to single out like. Uh, well, I mean, the, do we want to say names like Richard Dreyfus? I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm saying he, <laughs> he, I mean, maybe he needs the money, but I don't think. Um, what's Bruce Jenner's new name? I forget. Uh, Caitlin, you Caitlin. don't know Caitlin. Jenner? I forgot for a second. I had brain parts, but Bruce Caitlin, Jenner's what's Bruce name? Jenner's name these days? <laughs> Caitlin. I mean, Caitlin's charging a fortune to somebody. Well, you know, Caitlin's got money. I, I think uh, lives in a big house. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, oh, so here's what brought, here's what you get from the guy, the number one earner on Cameo for 195 bucks. The guy's pulled up Brian doing his thing. It turns out he opens up every cameo almost the exact same way. So, okay. This is Brian Baumgartner. Hello, Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> Surprise. I know. I can't believe it's me either. Listen, Jay, your hubby, your hubskins, 
uh, reached out to me. Hello, Brienne. Brienne. <laughs> Surprise. I know. I can't believe it's me either. Listen, your BF, your boyfriend, Colin. I mean, I find it. Wait a minute. Let me write all this down because when yeah. I start doing cameo. <laughs> hey, a million dollars. Come on. You could make a million dollars. I'm not scoffing at that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, notice you're being very quiet during this. <laughs> As I go about, oh, that's a terrible thing to do. Um, the best one we heard, you know, I love Smokey Robinson. I think he's a genius. Blah blah blah. Okay, that all, all out of the way. He he caught. What do you think, he's Smokey on Robinson? Cameo? He's on Cameo. What? Uh, um, see now you feel comfortable going on, but um, what? What do you think he charges? Smokey Robinson, legendary. Smokey Robinson should get top dollar. I would say. I'm going to say five hundred dollars. Three hundred fifty. Well, he keeps it real. All right. But his was his is the best. Listen to this. He, all right, just listen to this. Hey, Marco, how you doing? Surprise, surprise. This is Smokey Robinson. I know you didn't expect to hear from me, but I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jared, and they wanted me. They told me that you used to live in Detroit across the street from me, and gosh, that's that's beautiful. Um, how are you doing again? <laughs> nice talking to you again, I guess. But anyway, you're living in Vancouver now, and they want me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have no oh, idea no. what Chinooka is, but happy Chinooka <laughs> because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe, and enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful time. I think, you know, I think Smokey's for real when he says happy Chinooka. He doesn't, like he doesn't know about Chinooka. <laughs> Come on. The guy's in the music business. There's plenty of Jews hanging around. And there were Jews right there in Motown. I mean, yeah, in Motown. And I'm sure, you know, if somewhere in his history, he's had an accountant who might, you know, be Jewish. He's never heard of Hanukkah? Well, again, some of the people on the board of Motown or the early days of Motown, they had lawyers right. and, you know, there were white people around. There were Jewish people around. The only thing I can think is it threw him because I, I would think most people would think Hanukkah starts with an H. And when he saw the yeah. CH, he got confused and thought yeah. Chinookah. didn't. But Christmas starts with a CH and he doesn't say Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he got confused. Uh, Hanukkah is spelled two different ways. Hanukkah with an H and with a C. Hanukkah so. with a C, yeah. Yeah, I'll cut him some slack on that. <laughs> but uh, how much do you think Lindsay Lohan gets? Lindsay Lohan? Lindsay Lohan. Uh, she can't get more than Smokey. I'm going to say she's in the $150 range like that guy from The Office. She charges $430. And, you know, listen. I'm, I'm listening to her message because the guys pulled it for me. I feel it's a lot of money for the amount of effort she put in. I think she's kind of like one of those celebrities. It's like, you know what? I can't believe my life's gotten to the point where I'm making cameo messages. Well, and you so know, I, she lives in, in uh, some Dubai. Arab country. Yeah. Dubai, I think. I mean, but, yeah. but, I mean like, <laughs> come on, li listen to this. Hey, Tom, it's Lindsay Lohan. I want to wish you a very happy birthday, sending you lots of light. God bless you. Have a beautiful birthday and happy new year. All the love in the world. Yeah, I mean, like, slow down a little bit, at least. Yeah, it sounded like she was running out of the room when she said, you know, <laughs> the ending there. 430 bucks. I want to see. She boobs. can't I, get through it fast yeah. enough. Well, maybe she's naked during it. Maybe that's what <laughs> the value is. I'm 430. Yeah, like she rushed it. Oh, Mike, Michael Rapport's on the phone. He, he 
wants to talk about his cameo business. All right. I'm interested. Mike, how much are you making on uh, that? Happy, what, happy uh, uh, first happy of all, Chinook- I want to say Tanuka. Yeah, To all the Jewish community, my family, and uh, anybody who's listening. Um, hey, Howard, let me ask you a question. Sure. Maybe uh, Robin, too. Do you guys have ownership? Like, honestly, do you have ownership in Cameo? No. <laughs> why do you I say that? I certainly wish I did now. Well, the, the reason why I say it, coming from a guy who just signed a $500 million deal, you talk about Cameo so much. I'm like, maybe this is kind of like you have, like, you know, stock in the company. No. And you're like, kind of like, oh, I'm kind of making fun of it, but I am. Because you bring me so much fucking business, and I just want to appreciate I just want to listen to how No, I but understand something it. about me, Mike. I don't want I, I to toot my own horn, but um, there's many, many lean years in my history. And there were things I would do, and there were things I wouldn't do. But um, I don't know why we're hearing the sound of happiness, but <laughs> but, but I'm saying, you know, I, and listen, I, I, it's a weird thing. I mean, I know some people are doing it, and they have no problem with it, and the audience appreciates it. It is a weird sort of enterprise. You got to admit, it's weird to be sitting I mean, and cutting. It's a weird sort of enterprise, but it's it's. I think it's also weird. Like I'm thinking, like maybe Howard owns stock in the company. No, brings it up all the time. So it's. You, I'm you, obsessed be, with it, though. Be honest. I, I, I mean, I'm obsessed with it because I think it's interesting that Lindsay Lohan for 430 bucks sounds like she wants to run out of the room. I mean, if you're going to take 430 bucks, you know, I, give I it think, some effort. Yeah, I mean, come on, you'd take be the first time. to agree with yeah. that. Take some time. I mean, 430 <laughs> bucks. I mean, that's that's a I lot agree. of money. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I when I do it, I take it as like uh, uh, uh like a job. Like, yo, I'm gonna if somebody's paying you money to do it. You got to do it, uh, you know, with uh, a genuine or not do it, but you got to do it, make it genuine. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. And I want you in character. <laughs> like I, I, I want you in makeup and hair yeah. and uh, <laughs> I want the whole treatment. I mean, I'm paying for this. Well, yes. Yes. And, and you know, right. people people want it to be to be genuine, whether it's, you know, you're talking shit, a lot of fantasy football stuff or, or people just like, yo, they they appreciate you. They want you to say hello. But you, you, if you, if you're charging that much money, I think you have to give them the time and the energy. But I but wouldn't like, you admit? Wouldn't you admit, Michael? Yeah. It had to be a huge yeah. decision for you because you've got a good acting Not career. At all. I mean, Not at it all. Ha- it wasn't a really. Huge, you know, what was a huge decision to me. Paying alimony was a huge decision <laughs> for me. So <laughs> the, the money on cameo and the opportunity to make that kind of money—it's easy. I don't find it embarrassing. Uh, right. it's, it's, a, it's another job. It's another resource. And, and I've been doing it, uh, uh, like for two or two or three years. I enjoy doing it. Sometimes it's a pain in the ass if there's like 50 cameos you got to do. Uh, but I try to keep them, you know, contained, but you know, listen, not everybody signs a $500 million fucking contract for five years. And it's a great source of re well, of first of all, let's, me. let's clear that up. You know, I hate when they announce that I signed for a new contract because the media speculates on what I'm earning. None of them what know we, what I'm so earning. What earn? Well, okay, hey, listen, let's, I'm, let's I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you what I got. I'm not going to tell you what I've gotten, but I've reduced my hours and stuff. And whatever the I can tell you in all honesty, what the media reports is a nightmare because I don't make near that. In fact, today I got to get somebody to fix my oven. 
And I'm like, well, they're probably going to charge me $200 million. Because That's right. It, it, it's a million yeah, I, dollars to fix this oven. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it, it becomes well, Howard, about maybe you, money. Maybe you, start a ha- maybe you should start a cameo account. <laughs> Uh, you know, look, I mean, I'm not I'm not looking to charge the audience for personal messages. It's it's something I'm not comfortable with. But um, but I whenever they mention um, that I have a new contract, it it, oh, it, it what happens. Yeah. There are more articles out okay. now about what a scumbag I am, what a bad guy I am. It generates even this weird energy around me of uh jealousy and i'm a douche and i'm a and i'm like oh my god i i almost didn't want to resign because they're going to start making this about how much money i make and all this shit and well well, let me let um, me just let me just defend you in this let me just say this to you with with your ego you know like you're not going to say it because you're you're it'll sound like i'm uptight i'm uptight talking about money but but you know what howard you shouldn't i mean you you should explain how much you made but you're fucking Howard Stern. You deserve all the fucking money that they're going to pay you, just like LeBron James and all the athletes deserve all the money they're fucking going to pay you. You're the king of all media. You created this fucking uh, serious XM. And people that worry or question or why should you make the money and what you do with the money, whether you give enough to check, tell them to suck your fucking your, your, your Hanukkah dick. That's not what nobody's right. business. Hold on. Let me, do, let me take your advice. Dick. Everybody out there, suck my Hanukkah dick. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. You're right. All right. Since we're on it, Howard, since we're on it, and, and you were counting Lindsay Lohan's money, and I, I understand the frustration with you getting your oven fixed and all that stuff, let's clear the air. Like, let, let's break the story. What is the real facts on the SiriusXM deal? And did Robin get a, a bump? <laughs> you know what? I don't know what Robin got. I don't discuss Robin's money. I don't discuss my money. Thank you, Michael. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There it is. All right. All right. Just, Thank you. <laughs> you know, I do <laughs> notice that if uh, I don't think this happens to people um, who like Jim Carrey, when he signed his first $20 million contract, I don't uh, know that there were articles written about what, you know, he how he wasn't sharing his money. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, know. It, just doesn't it was make weird. Sense. Yeah, it's weird, but it brings up a weird vibe and I hate it because, uh, you know, in my family, money was never discussed. My father would not discuss money with me. You didn't know how much um, he made. No, I did not. I did not. <laughs> and he he didn't discuss anything with me, honestly. My <laughs> life was my life was pretty dismal. Uh I was prepared for nothing. I I mean my father did not like talking with me. Uh if I brought up money or a fantasy about one day I'd have money, he would yell at me and scream at me, call me an idiot. Uh so, you know, there's a lot of discomfort in my family about money. And uh, and making money and supporting a family was something I never thought I'd be able to do in radio. Right. When my daughter was born, my first daughter, I was in a panic, had been fired. Uh, you know, I didn't have any money in the bank. I didn't have a house. I didn't own a thing. I didn't own a car. I owned a car. That's what I owned. Uh, radio is a very, very treacherous business. And so I become very uncomfortable when people discuss, oh, money, because you don't go into radio. If you're thinking of going into radio to make money, you're going to be so fucking disappointed in life. It is the worst business. Uh, People talk about radio. I cannot tell you how many friends of mine in radio who have called me in the last couple of months who are suffering 
The radio business is treacherous. It's horrible. People are treated like shit. Uh, I have friends who have been in this for years. They're professionals. They come in. They do a great job. Talented. Talented. They're good at their 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 gig, and they cannot make a dime. They're being let go. Radio is consolidating now, and uh, the horror stories are one after another. I, I you know, and I and I talk to these people regularly because. Um, you know, you want to you want to be there to support them and, and to give them some advice, maybe if you have some. But it's a horrible business. It's a tough business. I love it. Don't get me wrong. A microphone and a, a studio being there even on my own and just talking into it. There was something so magical in it for me and so wonderful. A way to be funny, not have to do it in front of the audience. The audience is there, but you don't have to look at them. It was it was designed for me. And, and and my discomfort in life. It was perfect medium. And I knew it from a young age. But if I had ever stopped and thought about the fact that I'd have no job security and no money, I never would have gone into it. It was it was something I was stupid. I didn't know anybody. Well, yeah, but you weren't thinking about having to support other people. No. At eight, ten, whenever you got your first tape recorder and started talking. No. I just thought all these guys were rich. And that it was going to be fun. You didn't know yeah. who you'd have to work for. <laughs> you know, you didn't know anything. Yeah. You know, I saw so many guys uh, who were big stars in radio just with no money and, and, and living, I told you, in Maine, working at little radio stations if they were lucky to get that. So I, I get very uncomfortable with this notion. Oh, you're so, you know, you make all this money and blah, 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 blah. And they don't even know. And they're putting shit out there. And it just, it just. And then somebody it, says it's too much for you. Right. And that one's, you know, it's just Did, crazy. Didn't you make enough? And everyone's looking in your pocket and it's just fucking uncomfortable. And nobody knows what I'm making and what the numbers are based on and how much our channels cost to produce. We have a lot of people who work on these channels. I mean, they don't they don't know a thing, but they speculate because it's yeah. fun to speculate. But uh, nobody knows, and it is uncomfortable for me personally. I I it just it, it I have to spend about the next month or two, you know, feeling uh, uh, all the jealousy and, and people and congratulating you, you know, like yeah, they know yeah. what you made. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I heard from a friend of mine the other day. Said, oh, "Hey, congratulations! Now you can take me out to dinner. Uh, you know, as soon as COVID is over." <laughs> yep. So um, it's weird. People like people are curious. They like to know what you're making and all this kind of stuff. But you know, that's what's weird about cameo. You got to put your price down for the public to evaluate you. I mean, it's weird to me. It it would be a very strange thing to say. Michael does make a point. We don't know what the financial situation of any of these people are. No, no, it's true. Um, High Pitch Eric is very excited that he is considered a legend on Cameo. Yes, High Pitch. <laughs> oh, yes, I am a true legend. I That's what it says. Said, yeah. I, yesterday, I did, the, did about 14 cameos. You put all your all into it, though, right? I mean, how long is your cameo? Probably about a minute and a half. Each one? Yes. 
Do you ever you know, wake up and say to yourself, you know what, fuck this. Uh, I'll just, I'll phone it in real quick. I'll do a 30 second one. I'll be done for the day. Never. I put never. effort into it, just like Michael Rappaport does, because you want to get it done. You want to make someone's day and make them happy, because that's what you're getting paid to do. Yeah, I guess in a way, that's why I don't want to be on Cameo. I don't want to be on a, a service that, um, you know, that high pitches in the same business as me. I, I just, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like, I'm sure when Lindsay Lohan was, uh, you know, was doing all she those movies. She didn't know that she was going to be, yeah, working She didn't know one day pitch. she, yeah, she's competing for a spot <laughs> on Cameo to get people's money, uh, you know, with high pitch. It's, it's not a great business it's not it's it's hardly show business but uh by the way i will say this about eric he's endlessly fascinating he's shirtless and sometimes laying on his bed when he does his cameos and it's a great visual yeah that's giving it his all (laughs) he really puts it all out there (laughs) hey howard i want to ask you a question you're doing 14 a day yes well, that's what that guy is doing who's making a million dollars a year. You might, Are you making a million dollars a year on there? No, I really don't want to give out my finances. <laughs> he has the same problem you do, Howard. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, obviously. Um, but but they, they listed High Pitch as a legend. And on the Legends page, they put Brett Favre, Flavor Flav. Obviously, these are people who do great business. Lance yeah. Bass. Carol Baskin and Boston Rob. Boston Rob? Who's 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 Boston Boston Rob? Rob? That's my point. He's on (laughs) some list with Brett Favre. And and Lindsay Lohan is not on that list. No, she's nowhere. (laughs) You can't find her on the Legends list. (laughs) Pretty crazy. Oh, it says here Boston Rob is from Survivor. Yeah, we had him on the show a couple times. We had we Boston did? Rob. Oh, yeah, I remember Boston Rob from Survivor. Remember he married right? the girl that was on the show. We had him on. Yeah, like he fell in love, years. found his wife right. on Survivor. Okay. He's also been on the show like seven times. I swear to God, he's gone to like the first show, the legends, the bring uh, back, the go on. With I know your who wife. he is. I know who he is. Forgive me for not remembering Boston Rob. <laughs> yes, you said you had a question, high pitch, and then I got to go. Okay, so the other day I woke up. And I said to myself, you know, Howard's like dad to me, and I want to do what he does. So, are you going to get day this paint? COVID vaccine? <laughs> I hope that's no, what he means. <laughs> are you going to get this COVID vaccine? Yes. I mean, I'm not now look, someone. Eric's afraid of the vaccine? Here's another guy who puts every <laughs> shit thing in his body. And now he's afraid of the COVID. He's drinking yeah. 900 Coca-Colas a day. He, uh, you know, he's obese and he's he worried about the vaccine. Surgery that he didn't need and knew he wasn't going to, to abide by. He had that stomach stapling and ate right through it. Well, look, Eric, no, I didn't you want to get right through it. Eric. Eric. Here's my feeling. Robin, please. <laughs> I still believe in the government, and there are government standards. I still believe that if the uh, federal government has, you know, approved this, yes, they rushed it through, but uh, they say it's ninety-five percent effective. We uh, we can't stay like this forever. We can't. We can't. You know, well, run high our- pitch hasn't been uh, stopped by this at all. 
No, he's doing everything he wants to do. But <laughs> uh, I would think high pitch that the fact that you're um, obese, that I believe you're diabetic or close to it. Um, you no, have other conditions. You're not. No, you that other- operation did t- take care of that. Okay. Well, I'm sure you got some other shit going on in there. Uh, I would say you should take it. Of course. I mean, you're a guy. You're a guy who takes over a dozen prescription pills a day. What would be one more right. vaccine? That's true. So if you take yeah. it, I'm going to take it because you like it bad to me. Uh, high pitch. If you took it, you would be herd immunity. You could help us all. Then I will take it. Very good. And Eric, I, I am uncomfortable. You looking at me like, like even the fact that I'm in your brain is sort of a dad. <laughs> Uh, I'm very, very, uh, I'm very Your nervous about Your children are just amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got three kids. Uh, I don't want you. <laughs> Please don't Ma- go around Mary saying that. Like a mother, Ma- Mary is like a mother to the whack pack. You're like our dad. <laughs> but you know what you're like to me? What? A guy who calls into my show. <laughs> but still, you like a dad. And right. Robin's like a grandmother. A grandmother? grandmother? How dare you? <laughs> grandmother? <laughs> wow. All yeah. right. Well, all right. Well, well, if I'm like a dad to you, then go to your room and put a shirt on and stop eating so much. <laughs> all right, Eric. Thank you. And, yeah. All right, Eric. All right. Thank you very much. Um. Yes, Joe. Hey, Howard. I have to call BS on uh, on high pitch, saying that he puts his all into these. I just got one from him for my birthday, which yeah. I actually couldn't believe my friends paid money on this for that dope. But um, it, it just—he does not put his all. He was in the middle. I think he was driving mm. while he was doing like a thirty-second clip. Are 30 you seconds. saying that high pitch can't multitask? Come on. Well, I yeah. certainly <laughs> think that high pitch. Should not be driving while he's <laughs> and doing anything else. <laughs> That's right. I think he needs to put his attention on what he's doing. Either he was driving or he, his buddy was driving. He was talking to his buddy. They were in the yeah. city. It's it just, yeah. So he's not put his all into it. I'll tell you that. Fair enough. There you go. Not a good review. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> put that on the site. <laughs> all right, Ralph, go ahead. You have the last word. What up? Hey, now, hey, I got, without mentioning names or anything, I just feel so bad for you when I read these articles and people discussing your money and these angry people, these incompetence, drug addicts, people you gave incredible opportunity to. I, it makes my head explode. How do you how do you just not want to? I mean, I'm sure you do. Oh, but please. You okay. Listen, you know, in any organization, there are people who are disgruntled and that's that's their problem. They have to live with it. Uh, I'm not going to sit and discuss people who used to work here. That's not my role, and it's not uh, fair because uh, they're not here to defend themselves and all that kind of thing. So, you know, get, and, and at yeah, the end of the day, who gives it? And, and by the way, articles by these people who don't, you know, who who just are completely blind to everything that they've done and the opportunity they've gotten. Well, and listen, money. To me, Ralph. Fuck. I don't. Yeah. I swear to you. I don't spend a minute worrying about it. I couldn't give a fuck what people think about me. You don't like me. You don't want to work for me. Go fuck yourself. I don't care. I, at the end of the night, sleep fine. I do. Um, 
I think, uh, I, I think I've done admirably in, in life in terms of that. So, you know, well, I don't really I give a shit. Have, and that's what pisses me off. That's not the person you are. And people right, read that you. and they think that. And that just pisses no, me they off. They don't, you know? people, who cares? Who yeah, cares? you can't do anything no, about what people think. Listen, you know, it's really weird I'm the other day. Um, the, the, the New York Post wrote an article that I'm a scumbag, you know, because I'm. Uh, oh, there's so, a toxic environment here. I'm really listening yeah. oh, yeah. from it. Horrible. And then, and the, yeah, it's <laughs> so, so terrible. Away. Everyone yeah, works for me. I have a terrible time here every day. Yeah. I, by the way, I can't get rid of anybody. Everybody's been here like 40 years. <laughs> That's how toxic yeah. it is. You but I, I laugh because. Like, come on. But, 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 then I laugh because on the next page, it was um, Howard Stern could be making millions of dollars with his paintings. Uh, you know, it was, I was like. <laughs> I don't know whether to well, love those guys or Well, who are we going to believe really exists? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, oh, Ralph, don't worry about it. I, I don't even care. It's okay. I'm so beyond it. It's okay. I mean, well, I, I really mean it. Friend who, yeah. Well, well, I really mean it, too. It does It does bother me, and I know that's not who you are. It disgusts me. And fuck them. Yeah, fuck, fuck them. An idiot. Listen, they got to sell newspapers. What do I care? All right, Ralphie. Later. Thank you. Oh, you know, the, what, quickly, the thing that's really quick, amazing every quickly. time they do any of this stuff, it's the same list of people with the yeah. same, uh, same losers. Story. Drag these losers out. Yeah. Oh, good. They're not, hey, it's fine. Hey, it's fine. I don't give a fuck. Right, Nobody's what, a loser. What, yeah. One thing I heard Ronnie uh, will, is up for wearing wigs. Um, when I fuck <laughs> him, can he wear a J-Lo wig like yeah. with her hair up? Yeah, they, they, they talk about something important. Like, how soon can you get a mold of your cock made so that I can um, see Ronnie fuck himself with it? Happy New Year. <laughs> with a wig on. Right, now Ronnie's you. a cross dresser. I don't know what's going on. How far does this go? Yeah. Anyway, look, it's um, it's been a big day. Let's put it that way. It was a great day with Paul McCartney. Paul's amazing, and uh, thank him. And, uh, and by the way, check out his new album. I want to give him another plug. Uh, McCartney 3, available this Friday, wherever music is sold. And uh, like I said, check out the Beatles channel right here on the beautiful Sirius XM, which I love. Love that Beatles channel. A lot of fun to You know Meg's on, on that channel, too? Yes. That Meg, she's everywhere. Everywhere she's I everywhere. go. She's everywhere. <laughs> and let me tell you about Meg. Meg is an expert on the Beatles. Yes, There's she is. There's no question. Yes, I she mean, is. she could pull out information, make your head spin. <laughs> I mean, you know, she knows what, when, when Sgt. Peppers were made, they, she knows what they ate every day for breakfast. Well, she knows which song, you know, like they were in the bathroom. Mm. He was going to the bathroom and this That's thought right. popped into his head. That's right. <laughs> Meg, Meg has that kind of deep information. All right. And, uh, yeah, so big day. And tomorrow will be more nonsense. Tomorrow tomorrow is a little bit of a Christmas show. Really? Yeah. George Clooney will stop by. I know George Clooney's coming by. Is it Santa Clooney? or <laughs> Santa Clooney will be here. It would be great to talk to him. And uh, we haven't know, talked maybe, to him in a long time. Long time. And uh, I'll tell you about uh, other people be stopping by uh, Donald Trump. What? O- OJ. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. OJ? What is this? <laughs> a rogues gallery? <laughs> no, we're whipping out all our impressions. <laughs> 
and uh, lots of stuff. I'll even be singing some Christmas carols, Robin. It's going to be good. Ah, uh, very nice. Arnold Schwarzenegger will be joining us. He's going to uh, come in a lot of different places during the Christmas show. You know, <laughs> he's always fun at a party. <laughs> it's going to be good. Who knows? Ronnie might even stick a dildo up his ass. <laughs> President-elect Joe Biden will be with us. It's wow. going to be um, maybe even it's Alex Pettifer. Yeah, Alex, Alex Pettifer for you. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to show up. <laughs> the, the, the giggling Alex Pettifer. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway. Love him. All right, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>